What would have happened if Colton Sisson's goal in game six of the 2017 Stanley Cup Finals had actually counted like it was supposed to? Do the Preds hang on to win game six? Do the Preds win game seven? If they do, who wins the con Smythe for the Nashville Predators? Let's play a game of what if today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day every single day. We're your free Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, a special welcome to our loyal Lockdown Predheads, the everydayers who tune in to us every single day. We appreciate your support as always. I'm Nick Morgan. I am a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. Well, yesterday was a happy anniversary. I wouldn't use the a, word a, happy. An anniversary? A day of memorial? Like what? I don't know. How do you phrase that day? It's not a holiday. It it's is not a holiday. Definitely not a holiday. A a day that will live in infamy. There it is. Uh, yesterday was the one or six year anniversary of the Preds two nothing loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins in Game Six of the Stanley Cup Finals, aka when the Penguins clinched the cup and skated around Bridgestone Arena with the cup in tow. That also meant it is the six-year anniversary of maybe the most controversial play mm-hmm. in the history of the Nashville Predators. You know exactly where I'm going with this, folks. Hashtag Sisson scored. He did. He did. Well, okay, let's see. He, he obviously did. did. Yeah. He so like, did, but it didn't count. Like, yeah. Like bad call, uh, like you know, oh. there are very there, there are always bad calls in games. There are very few bad calls that maybe change history. Yes. Change the trajectory of the Stanley Cup history. Yeah. yeah. No, this is, and this is definitely one of them. I was telling Nick before we recorded, I went back through and rewatched a lot of the 2017 Cup run. And it was so bittersweet because we know how it ends. We know how it ends, friends. We've lived with the agony for six years now. But my gosh, so close, y'all. So close. And just that whistle. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. It's like Dallas Stars fans yelling stars at the national anthem in Bridgestone Arena. It's just just agonizing or, noise. Or chanting their team name uh, during the goal song. Just come on. I don't know how Dallas isn't better than that, but that's a podcast yeah. for another day. Give them credit for going with Pantera. <laughs> Give him for not having uh, uh, Phil from from Pantera write the lyrics to that. I guess. Yeah. Guess guess yeah. they were fighting at the time. Um. Yeah. So for those of you who you know are newer Preds fans mm-hmm. or are listening, you know, a fan of the other team, basically, system scored uh, in the in the first third. What period was that? Oh, let me look. I think it was the third period because they was it was scoreless. I actually wrote yeah. it down. It was scoreless. Mm. No, second period. Second period. 
That's right. Second period. Yeah, it, was it was a scoreless yeah. game. It was so tight. Goalies yeah. on fire. Both goalies on fire. And take it away, Nick. I can't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, Philip Forsberg gets a shot. Uh, Matt Murray kind of muffs it. It is behind him in a mm-hmm. wide open blue crease. Colton Sissons comes diving in, pokes it into the net. Bef- like, even after, like, you know, after the puck crosses the goal line, you hear the whistle. Preds are celebrating right away. Referee just comes out, Mr. Kevin Pollock, and just waves it off, off the top of his head. Mm. Not talking about it. Nothing like that. It goes, you know, it doesn't even go to review because we hear it's an unreviewable play. That part was wrong. Yeah, it was a reviewable play. Like at home. Yep, which which according to the NHL rulebook, it absolutely is. Uh, they didn't review it for whatever reason. And yeah, uh, the Predators did not score another goal. Patrick Hornquist, our one-time Nashville Predators Took player. the road. And plunged it into the back of Nashville Predators fans. But go ahead, you tell the story. Winds up scoring with just over a minute left in the game to give Pittsburgh the game-winning goal. Penguins win the cup. So here's kind of what we thought we would do today. We hate thinking about it. We hate thinking about the Preds losing the cup. So let's uh, let's go on to happier things. Let's play revisionist history a bit. Let's say that goal counts. Yeah. Either Kevin Pollock doesn't blow the whistle or they go to review like they should review. It's a good goal. Preds are up one, nothing instead of zero, zero late in the third period. Mm -hmm. What happens? Here's what I think happens. And I know, you know, this is pure speculation, but here's really what I think happens. I think the Nashville Predators win game six. Because if you remember what Bridgestone Arena was like during that cup run, it was insane. And so much of what the the players did, not so much of, but they will even tell you, they give a lot of credit to the environment they were playing in, the energy from the crowd. I think Predators go up one nothing in the second period. And I think that puts some pressure on Pittsburgh because I don't think the Penguins came into the Stanley cup thinking that this was going to be a tough matchup necessarily. Uh, I think they felt like most of their challenge was going to be in the Eastern conference when it was the Nashville predators, they were going to face. And I think it would have been a moment of, Oh crap Mm -hmm. for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's game six. And these suckers are going to, they're up one, nothing. We have to win it now. So I think we would have won game six. I really do think the Predators would have held on with the energy in the room, and I think they would have won game six. Do you think they would have won? Yeah. yeah. I think they could have won. I think it, you could easily make the argument they win because yeah. that play changes how you play the game. It does. Uh, and I, I think that was that's the biggest thing because everybody is you know going to say well you know the Penguins you know they would have just tied it up and you know with a minute left if you're counting that 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 changes the trajectory of the game though if Sisson scored because all of a sudden the Penguins are playing from behind you may right. not notice the change you know you know at that point like in the second period but you know especially in the third you know the the Preds are on the front foot a little bit. Maybe they, 
you know, kind of, you know, short defense. Maybe they don't take as many chances as they did kind of in the third period to try to get something going. Yeah. You know, the Penguins kind of have to sell out a little bit. Maybe that leaves them open uh, for, you know, a rush the other way, you know, another good scoring chance the other way. We saw that uh, a couple of times in the previous games in the series where Penguins were pushing for a goal make a mistake and then all of a sudden the Preds score on a you know a breakaway right. or you know a, a two on one or an odd man rush or something like that. Yes. That's the kind of change that you look at and be like, okay, we can debate what the final score would be or if the penguins come bouncing back or find a way to tie it up and all this and all that. Or maybe it goes to overtime and what happens. But you cannot deny that the whole come like the, the complexion of that game yes. completely turns on its head if that goal counts. Yeah. And I think it's really important to where this happened. The fact that it happened in Bridgestone arena at this point in the playoffs, the predators were eight and one at home. Yeah. This team just is not going to let go of a one goal lead at home. I mean, you look at how much they pushed, you know, in this game where, like I said, you had Matt Murray and you had Pecorine who, you know, both of them had had a little bit of in, in this series leading up to it. But this was a game you had two dialed in goaltenders. Had the Predators had a one nothing lead at Bridgestone Arena, that could have been the final score of this game, the way the game was going. It, it was each of their best games by far. This by series. far. Yeah, yeah, that's something I think ties in maybe to next. OK, so do you do you you're going to go ahead and say the Preds win game six? I'm going to say the Predators win game six. I really do. I think at Bridgestone Arena, second period, up one goal. I think in that game with those goaltenders, all you needed was a one goal, one goal lead to win that game. Yeah. I I agree with that. I think the Predators win game six. I don't know if that's exactly the final score, but mm-hmm. I do think that that changes the Preds enough so that they have the momentum. Yeah. So, so I'm with you. Okay, so the Predators win game six in our mind. Yes. That means – there's a game seven that comes afterwards. What happens in that game seven? Do the Predators go to Pittsburgh and win the Stanley Cup? And if they do, who wins the Con Smythe? And do you think the modern landscape of the Nashville Predators completely changes if the Predators hang on to win that cup? We're going to go down the rabbit hole, the uh, the MCU timeline of this. <laughs> That's right. In just a second. But first, I want to take a second and mention today's show is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their great product, which Anna and I use every day, AG1. You're probably like me. You probably want to get a little bit healthier this year, you know, focus, not, not just on weight loss and stuff like that, but you want to be more focused during the day. You want to have like, you know, better gut health, you know, more energy. That's where athletic greens can really come into, into play here. So athletic greens with one delicious scoop of AG one in a cup of water, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, pretty much everything you need uh, to live a healthy life. It's lifestyle friendly. So it doesn't matter if you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it fits in your routine. One gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, but it still tastes 
great. And it is costs you less than $3 a day, which is A, cheaper than your cold brew habit and cheaper than getting all of the different vitamins you need yourself. So right now, time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Again, just one scoop of a cup in a water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Ann. So we, you and I agree. If, if the yes. Colton's goal counts, the Preds hang on to win game six of the 2017 Stanley Cup final. Let's talk about what would have happened next, which would have been the game seven up in Pittsburgh. Yeah. What's your confidence level of the Predators actually win this one? <laughs> you know what? It's not great. I'm just going to be real with you. It's not great. Um, Pecorine in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, there was a voodoo. Like somebody had a Rene voodoo doll in Pittsburgh that used it on him that entire season because he struggled to get a win in Pittsburgh in the regular season and through this series. Um, so for me, it's a little bit harder to, to take the leap to say, you know what, the Predators would have won the entire Stanley Cup final in a game seven in Pittsburgh. Put that game in Bridgestone and I might feel a little bit different, but man, Pittsburgh really had Pecorine's number or, or had, there was just some sort of hitch in his giddy up when it came to the Pittsburgh Penguins that season. So it makes it a little bit harder for me to feel confident that, that the entire outcome of the Stanley Cup finals would be different. However, I wonder if you say to somebody, all you have to do is win one game. Like, what would the mindset be of the Nashville Predators in a game seven? Like, you know what? We came back and we tied this series up 3-3. We only need one game. I think it would have been very difficult to do in Pittsburgh. I think uh, just the environment in Pittsburgh, we talk about how great Bridgestone Arena was, and, and it was incredible. I think there is that much uh, enthusiasm and pressure. I think there's pressure in Pittsburgh. You're the repeating Stanley Cup champions. You are not going to allow a team to come onto your home ice and win the Stanley Cup because that would suck. Ask us how we know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And keep in mind that the uh, the Penguins already won a crucial game seven at home in overtime. Right. The series before. Yeah. So so they had that going for them. Uh, the biz, biggest X factor in that mm-hmm. game to me, Anne, would have been, well, let's just say this. In, in the Predators' losses in game one, two, and five, what was maybe the biggest reason the Predators absolutely collapsed in that game? I don't think Rene had good games. It was Pekka Rene did not. And you know, it hurts game. to say that out loud. Yeah. Y'all. Great games uh, in Incredible. three, four, and also in game six. Uh, but those three Rene. games in Pittsburgh uh, was was a kind of a shell of the goaltender we had kind of grew to become. That's yeah. the big, biggest X factor. Mm-hmm. You know, d- does Pekka Rene go to Pittsburgh and have his best game of the series? Right. If you do that, then I think maybe you can make the case that the Predators find a way uh, to steal that one. 
But that, that's kind of the big biggest what if is yeah. do does Pecorine rebound? Uh, his, it is weird, and because historically, in like final games, like, mm-hmm. like win, like like lose, and you're out those games. Yeah, you go back in history, and that Pecorine is not exactly great. Like his his record in those games isn't great. I mean, remember the season before uh, the game seven at San Jose? He absolutely shellacked in that one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know what that is. And it's so frustrating to me because, of course, you know, there is this long standing like Nashville Predators fans are like Pecorino is a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. The argument is, no, he's not. He didn't win a Stanley Cup. Even if the pred like just go with me for a minute. Like, let's say the Predators won the Stanley Cup in seven games in Pittsburgh, which I think they could they wouldn't have done. But if that happened, do you think that history would be different to Pecorine, even though he had those game one, game two, game five performances that were a little bit rough? Like, how would it really change history about Pecorine? I wonder. If he had like a clutch you know, last end of the game. Yeah, absolutely. A game seven, you think? Yeah, like if he has a clutch game seven. I, I don't know about the Stanley Cup argue, or the Hall of Fame argument because I think yeah. goaltending, it, it, goaltending in the Hall of Fame is so weird. It's wizardry. Like it really is so weird. Like some of the statistical best goalies aren't in there. And then you have guys that are just, you know, had reputations as good goalies that, right. you know, are in there. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of a crapshoot. And I think it's like if you if you don't break into the top 20 in the NHL in like wins or shutouts or something like that, it's it's very, very hard yeah. uh, to try to make that. And I can't, you know, I mean, like I think the last time we looked, there's like, you know, six or seven goaltenders ahead of Rene, like in the, in the wins list that right. are in it. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but you always like, hear that. Oh, he didn't have a Stanley cup. And I'm like, even if he got a Stanley cup, would his performance in 2017 have done enough? Because like you said, there were games and, and look, y'all love Pecorine, but there were games where he really, I mean, sorrows, he got pulled, he got pulled in two of them. Yeah, so I don't know. I wonder about that. The many what ifs. Uh, it hurts. All of them excruciating. Yeah. Okay. So the 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 Nashville Predators. Let's just be optimistic. Let's be optimists. We are optimists. Let's say the Predators win Game Seven. Okay. Who do you think wins the Con Smythe that year, and how do you think the franchise changes mm. with that? Let's talk about that in a second. Yep, we're going to dive into that. It's going to be an interesting discussion. I've got some questions for you on that, Nick. Before we do that, though, I want to talk to you about our great friends at eBay Motors. We're talking about a Stanley Cup winning imaginary Nashville Predators team. Well, for a championship team, look, it is all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. And it is the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, you need to head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every Every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to the My Garage section and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you get your money back. 
because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, get the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, Dan, let's pretend the Nashville Predators, they find a way to get, win Game 7 in Pittsburgh. They oh, lift the Stanley it. Cup. Uh, first, let's talk about who do you think wins the con Smythe? Okay, I spent so much time trying to answer this question, Nick. It was a weird year for the Nashville Predators. It was a weird year for the Nashville Predators. And there's a part of me that, you know, wants to be like, well, Pecorine helped to get them there. and But then you look at Pecorine in the Stanley Cup finals and you're like, mm. yeah, I, I'll I, be honest with you. I've got nothing. I will say for Pecorine is that he also uh, kind of was the biggest reason the Predators got to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like he did carry, he did carry games that they needed. Yeah, great stats, like 930 save percentage, 196 goals against average, two shutouts in the postseason. So like if, if he hangs on to win game six and then, you know, has a dominant performance in game seven, uh, I would say that's that's your justification for, for Pecorine being the Con Smythe winner. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's funny because, you know, Ryan Johansson doesn't get injured in that duck series. It's probably Ryan Johansson because he, the man was everywhere yes. uh, up in the three rounds, you know, before like easily like kind of their most valuable player, you know, before he got hurt. Right. Uh, anybody else? Do you think like any, any skater? You know what? I really struggled to come up with anybody because this team, when you look at the team that, that left the ice after game six, or in our imaginations, was on the ice for Game 7, it looked different than the team that had gone through the regular season. I mean, you think of how many people went down. I mean, there were guys <clears throat> like Vernon Fitter. No, not Vernon Fitter. Who was it? The one that came in, and he didn't even have a locker. They literally had to stick a folding chair up in the locker room for him because they're like, look, we don't have any – like, we don't have space for you. We don't have anything with your name on it. Like In the playoffs? Like, in the playoffs, was yeah. That, was that Fiddler? Was it Fiddler? Zolder That's who was sticking in my mind, but I also call my kids the dogs. Or, or was it was it Gaudreau? Because he was, like, the last kind of guy to Probably. join. It might have been. It was. It might have been Gaudreau. And, and oh. let's talk for a minute about Freddie Gaudreau. <clears throat> I mean, three goals in the finals. Three goals. I mean, three goals in the finals when you're looking at like, okay, who performed well? Okay, yeah. who is this dude that got three goals in the finals, friends? It was Freddie Gaudreau, and he is no longer with us. I mean, I, he's I, in the world, but he's yeah. not with Nashville. Yeah, he, he, he is alive. <laughs> he yeah, is alive. Nothing, nothing happened to Freddie Gaudreau. Fear he's not good. Everybody. Uh, you know, the other X factor to me, uh, I know Philip Forsberg had like that big point streak in, in the playoffs. So like, he did that. The other thing to me, if you're looking just on who played like the best in the playoffs and like who was like, you know, the biggest responsibility for the Preds kind of getting to this point, I feel like you got to mention either PK Subban or yeah. Matthias Ekholm. 
because that was the pair. Like that was the workhorse pair that right. went toe to toe with like everybody's best line and completely like erase them. Even in that penguin series, like Sidney Crosby did not have like a particularly, you know, golden Stanley cup finals yeah. and neither did Evgeny Malkin. I mean, we saw like, you know, Subban, you know, get under Crosby's skin, you know, many, many times. Thing you know, Crosby, Crosby got his goal, but like, you know, you look back in the series and those two completely, you know, wiped out uh, the Taze and Kane line. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, you go back to, you know, the blue series and they really couldn't get much past them in the duck series. You know, that was, that was the line that went head to head against, you know, Ryan Kessler and Ryan Getzlaff and, and those guys, uh, so, I mean, if you're looking for guys that impacted the game, I mean, th those are yeah. two that deserve consideration. If you're looking for, a, you know, who played the best defense. No, I absolutely agree with you. When you look at that Stanley Cup final, you go ahead and give me Sidney Crosby in those games. Get rid of Jake Gensel. And we have a whole different series because P.K. Subban, Matthias Ekholm, they managed Sidney Crosby. And look, friends, there is not a time I buy mouthwash that I don't have a moment that warms the, you know, the cockles of my heart over P.K. Subban jawing with Sidney Crosby over that to the point where the media was asking Sidney Crosby about it, which was amazing. Sidney Crosby got pissed about it. <laughs> he was so mad. I saw an interview Several years later, they were asking him about that Stanley Cup final. And even then, you could tell he was still pissed that the media kept asking him about why did, you know, what did you say to PK? Did you really say he had bad breath? Yeah, it's, and he was like, I, I never said that. I, I don't know why that. he would say that. That's, that's, that's not even real. And then the media kept coming and asking me about it. And it just, I just, it was not even about hockey. No, it was not, friend. You got played. And it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. I think this this whole 2017 does not happen without P.K. Subban. Yeah. Here's an interesting question. If the Preds win that cup, mm. what do you think the team looks like today? Mm. Wow. Um, I don't think they get rid of P.K. Subban and bring in Matt Duchesne, even though I know that wasn't technically a trade. That's exactly what happened. They, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the happened. reason they made the, the right. Subban. That's why they got rid of P.K. Yeah. Yeah. I think you keep P.K. Subban. I would have loved for Subban to retire a predator. Big yeah. fan. Um, so I think you're not looking at somebody like Matt Duchesne here. I wonder what would Ryan Johansson's career look like? Mm-hmm. Um, had he not been injured in this series, what would the series look like? You said it if Ryan Johansson yeah. hadn't been injured in the playoffs. Yeah, his game, I mean, he had some good years after that, but, um, you know, his game, I think, definitely changed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, because of that. That's it's fascinating because that the Predators win that cup. I think that completely changes the opinion on what that roster looks like, too. You yeah. know, maybe maybe you're not going out and selling out looking for, you know, a number one center or something like that. Right. Uh, you don't maybe you don't take a big swing at Kyle Turris because you're convinced you have guys uh, that can kind of fill that number two role. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe you don't take like as Ann mentioned. Maybe you don't take that Duchesne swing, which which results in you know getting rid of PK Subban's salary. Although you know, I think we agree that you know that probably his last really good year was that 2019 in, in Nashville before yeah. injuries kind of caught up to him. So I would agree. Uh, but but I agree. I think maybe Nashville has a different opinion on their roster. Maybe mm-hmm. instead of, you know, selling off some of these guys or, or younger prospects to, you know, kind of bring in and get over that hump, all of a sudden, you know, you're more focused on, okay, well, let's, you know, let's keep the band together. Let's keep the Stanley Cup winning band together. And then maybe you grow some of these guys. Maybe Sammy Gerard yeah. is number one on your blue line right now next to Roman Yossi. You know, maybe like maybe Kevin Fiala is scoring 90 points for for Peter Laviolette. Like maybe there's more patience with developing Fiala. It's wild uh, to think about it. There's a world in which Peter Laviolette is still the head coach. I mean, maybe it's the uh, like the Jeff Fisher thing where he took the Titans, you know, to within the one play of of a Super Bowl title and then you know, has that good vibe, like, you know, yes. the good energy going for 10 years. Like maybe, you know, we, we, we know how, you know, the Nashville ownership works. Yeah. Like maybe that gives, maybe that gives LaViolette like a lifetime pass. Maybe David Poyle. That's an, that's another interesting one. Does David Poyle maybe retire, retire. sooner knowing that he has his cup? I know it, it. That's one of the. That's one of the things that I really think is who stays and who rides off into the sunset. Not so much goes, but if the Predators won that Stanley Cup, don't you think David Poyle would say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the reins, and I'm just gonna take my Stanley Cup and and peek in on y'all every so often and wave. I really wonder about that. I think David Poyle, and rightly so wants a Stanley cup. He wanted a Stanley cup and, and got so close. I think had he gotten it, it would have, I think it would have changed the trajectory of the last little bit of his career. I think it would have changed how people in Nashville probably felt about David Poyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think he had some rough years and I think had they won in 2017, even if they had had the president's trophy in 2018 and not made it back. I think there would have been more grace to keep the band together. Yeah. Like so much would be different. I agree with you. Peter Laviolette's leash much longer. Oh, well, but it's a new era y'all welcome. Andrew yeah. Brunette <laughs> and Barry Trotz. Number one. <laughs> welcome Andrew Brunette. Number two. Damn it. Kevin Pollock. You really, <laughs> you really created a uh, alternate universe here curse you yeah you that that call is like loki with the uh the space stone yeah or the the tesseract where he just yes whatever that was does it keep him up at night like it keeps us these are the things i wonder no no he sleeps fine he sleeps fine (laughs) he doesn't care he He, got his what does tim peel tim peel sleeps fine at night (laughs) tim peel would have lost sleep had the prince won Yes, perhaps. And then, like, this can't stand. (laughs) Uh, It's so painful, y'all, but... Officiating, it's great. Uh, Let us know what you guys think 
uh, might have happened if that Sissons goal have scored. Would the Preds have gone on to, you know, game seven, maybe a Stanley Cup? Do you think it wouldn't matter? Do you think Pittsburgh would have rebounded back and won that game six? Let us know. We would love to hear your thoughts on it. Tweet us at LO underscore Predators or leave a comment on our YouTube channel. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me at Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can follow me at underscore NS Morgan on Twitter. Follow my work at um, Penley Bucks. I almost said InsideThePreds.com. That's your <laughs> You know, I would love to have you write some stuff for me if you want to. Yeah, you can find me at penaltyboxradio.com. That's who writes my paychecks nowadays. Thank you, everybody, for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.